0: let us pray loving father in heaven thank you for making us to be among the living today thank you for protection and guidance through all the activities that we have been performing thank you lord for providing for us all that has made our lives to be sustained thank you for good health thank you for the gift of your spirit and also for the work of your angels on our behalf. Glory be unto your name, O Lord. Now, Lord, we want to open your word to study. Spiritual things, being spiritually discerned, means that we need the gift of your Spirit. Grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit, O Lord. Break down the bread of life to us. Put your words in our mouths and give us grace to speak that which would be a blessing to all who would listen and help us especially not to be castaways, but that we will put into practice all that we learn. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Our High Calling December 7 Where Apostasy Begins Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, Beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. 2 Peter 3 verse 17 In these last days when iniquity shall abound and the love of many shall wax cold, God will have a people to glorify his name and stand as reprovers of unrighteousness. They are to be a peculiar people who will be true to the law of God. When the world shall seek to make void its precepts, and when the converting power of God walks through his servants, the hosts of darkness will array themselves in bitter and determined opposition. Satan will walk with all power and signs, and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, he will employ every device of deception to seduce the souls of men. The work of apostasy begins in some secret rebellion of the heart against the requirements of God's law. Unholy desires, unlawful ambitions are cherished and indulged, and unbelief and darkness separate the soul from God. If we do not overcome these evils, they will overcome us. Men who have long been advancing in the path of truth will be tested with trial and temptation. Those who listen to the suggestions of Satan and swerve from their integrity begin the downward path and some masterful temptation hastens them on in the way of apostasy till their descent is marked and rapid. Scenes that were once most repugnant become attractive, and are welcomed and practiced by those who have cast off the fear of God and their allegiance to His law. But the most pleasurable beginning in transgression will end in misery, degradation, and ruin. We need to be constantly on our guard, to watch and pray, lest we enter into temptation. The indulgence of spiritual pride, of unholy desires, of evil thoughts, of anything that separates us from God, from an, from an intimate and sacred association with Jesus, imperils our souls. We must have living faith in God. If the thought of apostasy is grievous to you and you do not desire to become the enemies of the truth then abhor that which is evil cleave to that which is good Romans chapter 12 verse 9 Amen the title of our devotion is Where Apostasy Begins and that topic is very, very important because we want to trace in our own lives so that when apostasy is about to raise its ugly head we can be able to identify it in our lives and nip it at the bird and also for those who are listening it will be good for you to know where the devil may be taking you into apostasy before you go deep down into it, it is good to know its beginnings so that you can nip it at the board and ensure that you do not apostatize. So where does apostasy begin? I think the devotion answers the question very clearly where it says the work of apostasy begins in some secret rebellion of the heart against the requirements of God's law. Unholy desires, unlawful ambitions are cherished and indulged And unbelief and darkness separate the soul from God. Then furthermore, towards the end, the last paragraph says, We need to be constantly on our guard to watch and pray lest we enter into temptation. The indulgence of spiritual pride, of unholy desires, of evil thoughts, of anything that separates us from an intimate and sacred association with Jesus imperials our souls. We must have living faith in God. Where apostasy begins? Apostasy begins when we have a secret rebellion against the requirements of God's law or we begin to love the things of the world secretly in our hearts. Apostasy begins when the devil has turned our eyes to see and show us the glory glory of the things of this world and we begin to cherish it in our hearts. You know, when you begin to cherish those things, what are you going to do next? You will go to your Bible and the spirit of prophecy and go and check whether it really, really prohibits those things. You have already seen before that from the Word of God, you are told that this particular thing is wrong. Let us say for example, diet, dress or a particular line of work or or ambition. There is a work that produces a lot of money. Now you want money and you are seeing this opportunity before you to make a lot of money. But from what you knew before, the Bible condemns this kind of activity. But because of the love of money in the heart, or because you have seen the devil has turned your eyes to behold the things of the world in its attractiveness and beauty, and it has appealed to you. Now you go and check your Bible again to check does the Bible really you know <laughs> does the Bible really condemn this thing? What does what is this reminding me of or you? Perhaps it's already reminding you of something. What is that? The serpent and Eve. Where did apostasy begin for Eve? Exactly what we just read now. It begins with I think it will begin first of all with loving what God has prohibited, and then cherishing an unholy desire for that thing, which then makes the person to have a secret rebellion in his heart against what God has said we should not do. If we've been looking at that, was looking at that tree and the fruit that was on that tree of knowledge of good and evil, and there was a secret desire in the heart for it, and then it changed into a questioning of God's requirements, which she heard very clearly, that you should not eat of it. And then when she saw that, she understood clearly that God said don't eat. It made her to, become, to see that instruction as ridiculous. And she added to God's word, he said we should not eat it too. we should not even touch it. To make it sound as if God was giving a ridiculous requirement, God didn't say they shouldn't touch it. She added that and I have been in situations where I am teaching to people about marriage for example and I will try to emphasize because of the whole craze how people are pushed especially ladies always pushed to marry, marry, marry as if marriage is all and all in this world. So sometimes when I'm giving marriage lectures I would want to emphasize that there's also a possibility of being single and I'll give instruction that God expects to That you need to ask him his desire: Should I be single or should I be married? You shouldn't just jump into the conclusion that God wants you to be married. First of all, ask, should you be single or should you be married? Having known that, then I give the next instructions and say, Okay, then if you should be married, these are the things you should consider. Some people who have a secret rebellion in their heart has met me and said, Hmm, they said you should not marry now. I've heard it over and over, they'll say, Oh. Brody, bro bro brody said, Preach to us that we should not marry at all, and then I see that Eve behavior in them that eve behaviour the whole lecture was very balanced, telling them they should consult God on whether they should marry or not. then instructions are given on how they should conduct themselves in courtship don't 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 keep late night hours don't make body contacts don't the bible says it's good for a man not to touch a woman 1 corinthians 7 verse 1 there are many things that we should do and not do because they hate those instructions secretly in their heart it looks as if it's taking them their pleasure away from them they twist what i have said and say oh he said we should not even marry at all this was what eve did with the word of god god said don't eat it that's all but she twisted it because in her heart she didn't like the instruction. She said, He said we shouldn't eat it. Neither should we touch it. You need to know when there is a secret rebellion in your heart against the word of God. Now, it is true that there are times when we may have had a wrong conception of what God has told us, and we may need to review it and say, Oh, I was wrong here. That is why the heart needs to be in tune with God at all times so that you don't deceive yourself there's nothing wrong in reviewing your past stand on a particular issue nothing wrong with that but check your motive brothers and sisters be sure that you are not reviewing it just because you have started to cherish a secret desire for the things that are not good there have been times when i also have had to review some things that i have known before but then i have to check my motive am i reviewing it because i have a secret desire for the things of the world or the Lord is trying to make me balanced and correct me where I was wrong God can indeed correct us but the devil can come and show you the things of this world and its attractiveness and then suddenly you have to go and study your Bible again with the the intention of trying to prove that what is wrong is now right and that your former views were not balanced whereas they were but the only thing is that you have a secret desire that you want to justify. Who else did something like that? Balaam. Balaam knew quite all right that he was never he didn't even need to pray. He was never to follow Balak's men to curse the children of God. But Balaam the Bible says in the book of Second Peter, chapter two, reading from verse fifteen, fourteen, thereabout, that he loved the wages of unrighteousness. He had a secret desire for wealth and for money. Instead of following the first instruction which he received from God, when he asked and God said, don't go. And like I said, I do not think he was even supposed to ask. He knew the will of God. When these men are telling you, come and curse the children of God, he was supposed to tell them, get away from here. Those are God's children. The principle of God's word is that those who are his cannot be cursed. And tell them, go. He didn't need to pray. But he told them, let me pray. He prayed. God told him, don't join them, don't go. And the people were sad. But Balaam was secretly in his heart also sad and not happy with the instruction and the requirement of God's law telling him not to go. Now what did he do? Let us take a review of this whole thing. Let's see, maybe God may change his mind. Let's do another Bible study. And then he prayed again in the night. And what did God do to him? And this God may also do to you or to us. And I also need to be careful. God did to him and said to him, go, no problem, join them. Because God understood that he was doing an insincere Bible study. He was studying the word of God and praying insincerely. He wanted to change the word of God to suit his secret desires. You also may be doing the same thing. I may be doing the same thing. Why are you studying the issue of hair and dress and diet and ambition and what work to do and not to do and what to eat? What business you are going to engage in which you knew before? From the word of god clearly stating to you that this thing is not right why are you doing it again be careful because god may do to you as he did to balaam he may tell you oh yes go ahead go with that ambition go ahead dress that way go ahead eat that youth you want to eat go ahead follow the ambition you want to go with he may tell you that and put an angel on the way but you may not have a donkey that will speak to you in your own case and that angel may smite you or not even if there's no angel on the way the apostasy in and of itself is destructive that apostasy in and of itself will destroy you like we saw in this devotion it says very very powerful statement to me and to all of us very powerful this is scenes that were once most repugnant become attractive and are welcomed and practiced by those who have cast off the fear of God and their allegiance to his law. But the most pleasurable beginning in transgression will end in misery, degradation and ruin. Not necessarily because an angel will stand on the way to smite you, but the ruin and degradation in and of itself is in the practice that you are going to be led to do. That thing that you want to study and justify. Which the word of God condemns and you know it and now you want to twist it to justify your actions. You don't need an angel to stand on the midst, in the midst of your way to smite you. That practice in and of itself can destroy you. We need to be careful. I have had some times in my own life where the devil comes to me with thoughts and say, this thing that you are saying here was it. Are you sure it's really right? He tries to paint something attractive in my eyes and he wants to make me go and study again to review. The things that the Word of God have clearly stated. You have to be careful and ensure you don't do that. And then there are cases, like I said, too, which we need to be careful about. Where you are already in error. Don't be stubborn and say, I will not study. I will not go and check what the Word of God says to be sure whether what I have believed is right or wrong. Still go ahead and study. But be sure that your motive is clear. That you are not trying to justify evil so that you can go for your secret ambition your secret desires this thing can happen in various ways various ways it can show itself i've given a few examples but there are much more and i pray that the holy spirit is touching your heart and telling you where this may be happening to you where you may have been twisting the word of god to justify your evil practice and your unholy desires it is for this reason that we are told in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 17, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked. For from your own steadfastness, beware, my brothers and sisters, you who have listened and stood under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit, whom he has taught the secret things of God, God is telling you, beware, lest those who have apostatized, those who have been led away, who have allowed the things of this world to become attractive to them and are now twisting the word of God. The Bible is telling you, beware, lest you who are steadfast, who have known the truth will be led away by the error of those who have apostatized and fall from your own steadfastness instead of falling from your steadfastness by and allowing yourself to be led away by those who have apostatized God is telling us in these last days when iniquity shall abound and the love of many shall wax cold God wants you to glorify his name and stand as reprovers of unrighteousness and I think this is one of the reasons why we are led astray when we are not by practice and even by our words openly speaking and reproving unrighteousness, you find out that if you are not attacking, you will be attacked. If you are not speaking against the unrighteousness that is going on around you, those who are practicing it will be urging it upon you, and you will fall from your own steadfastness. And that's why the counsel and the key text for today is, Ye Therefore Beloved, seeing you know these things you have been to many retreats you have been to many programs you have studied spiritual prophecy and the bible beware lest you also will be led away with the error of those who have apostatized and fall from your own steadfastness i pray that god will be telling you where you are doing that so that you can make a change because you are going to destroy yourself and destroy others along with you you will become a blind leader of the blind you see when you see people let me tell you when you how you know people who want to justify evil and cherish unholy desires they like to make the word of god seem as if it is not clear you will bring up a bible passage that is clear and they will say no 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 it's not really saying that we are not very sure they will not tell you this is what it's saying and they won't tell you that uh, that uh, this is what is not saying they will just leave it in the dark they love to throw sand and dust in people's eyes so that they don't see clearly, and they become blind leaders of the blind because they blind you with questionings, doubts they will not tell you that this thing is okay, this is what is really saying, but they will keep on blinding your eyes with questions and doubts so that you become blind and then they being blind themselves will become your leaders, and you are now a blind leader of the blind and what did Jesus say will happen to such people that they will both fall into a ditch. I pray that God will keep us from such blindness and following blind leaders. Don't twist the word of God to suit your unholy desires and don't try to make it look as if God doesn't have what uh, instructions or requirements on certain issues. Some people try to make the dress issue to look as if God has no particular requirements every part of it they twist it here and there just to make it look as if eh, it's not very clear what he's saying we are not very sure you know we can't be very sure on this we can't be very sure on that okay then say what we we can be sure of nothing we are not sure of anything do ladies are ladies supposed to wear trousers Eh, we are not sure the bible is not clear in fact somebody told me even masturbation the bible is not very clear on it we are not very sure okay what are we going to tell people who are masturbating now hang them in the balance we don't know what to do what are we going to tell people who dress him modestly just keep them there in the middle all are right all are right come on may god open our eyes to see these things and may god help us so that we are not led astray by our unholy desires because even if these blind leaders are dead the blind people they lead are also people who have unholy desires themselves who want to hear smooth things who want to be misled they see their bible for themselves they have it but they want somebody to tell them smooth things so that they'll be excused. They want something, they are looking for hooks to hang their doubts upon in the word of God. They want one man to come and just throw some dust somewhere so that it will look as if, oh, they are sincere in not following what they know to be true. But the Lord has spoken today. I pray that we will heed him and his instructions in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: psalm 111 verse 10 the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom a good understanding have all they that do his commandments his praise endureth forever what is the beginning of wisdom to fear god i see in the devotion that we are also warned in order not to fall into the dangerous act of apostasy. We need to be sure we are not casting away the fear of the Lord. It says that sins that were once most repugnant become attractive and are welcomed and practiced by those who have cast off the fear of the Lord, fear of God and the allegiance to His law. So we... Need to ensure that we are not hiding our motives before God. The story of Joseph reminds me what it means to fear God. When Potiphar's wife was alluring Joseph, the Bible says that it came to pass. I'm reading Genesis 7. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master watheth not what is with me in the house. He had commanded, committed all that he had to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against my master? No, that's not what the Bible says. It says, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So, the fear of God was in the heart of of Joseph. This is one principle we can employ to help us against this apostasy. Do not think that our ways We should not think that our ways are hidden before God. Now in verse 10, the Bible says that and it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day so that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. So how many days were these temptations coming for Joseph? The Bible says day after day. The fear of the Lord has to be with us day by day, moment by moment have a commentary here which I'll, I'll greatly recommend that we can find this book online. They have free PDFs. It's titled, The Patriarchs and Prophets. Patriarchs and Prophets, you can look at it. We are trying to find out one way we can avoid apostasy. And that's to make sure that the fear of the Lord is with us. What does this mean? I'll read. Patriarchs and Prophets, page 217. Written by Ellen G. White, it says, Let the young ever remember that wherever they are and whatever they do, they are in the presence of God. No part of our conduct escapes observation. No part of our conduct escapes observation. Let me just pause here a little bit. What you're pressing on your phone in the secrecy of your room. What you're pressing or listening. What you're watching. What you're saying on your phone. Where you're going. God sees. He hears. He that made the ear, can he not hear? Does he not hear? He that gave you eyes, can he not see? I'll continue. We cannot hide our ways from the Most High. The very motives of his heart are open to divine inspection. Every act, every word, every thought is as distinctly marked as though there were only one person in the whole world and the attention of heaven were centered upon him. This is exactly what happened to Belshazzar. While he was drinking and whining, a judgment scene was set up for him in heaven. He never knew. So what am I saying? One way is to always remember that God is with us. You don't need your parents, your uncles, your brothers and sisters to watch you. You need to just have the fear of the Lord. The second thing I want to advise here is, you see, it is true and possible, we are all human beings, that these things can come to our heart. The lust of other things can come into the heart. You may be a Christian, you know one of the people this devotion addresses are those who have advanced the course of truth. You may be very a faithful person before now, you may be zealous and ardent in doing God's work, but one time or the other Satan may come with his alluring temptations. What do you do in those times? Make sure you go to God in prayer and talk to him. Ask him to remove such sentiments from your heart. Help he, pray pray to him because he has the power. In, in Ezekiel 36, he, he promised that he will cleanse us from all our idols. So the fact that you have an idol idol in your heart that is causing you to go against God's will, that you have a desire, something you want to be done, and is making you to squirm and wish that the Lord of God were never in existence, that's not the end of the road. Talk to God. Tell him this is what is going on in your heart, and he'll help. The third thing I want to advise from the Bible we know the story of the man who was who the Bible said he was cast out, demons were cast out from him. But the Bible said something that he did not fill up his heart, his heart was empty. When we remove those idols in our hearts, we need to make sure we replace them. The nature they say abhors a vacuum. Your mind should not be empty, left wandering, so that you can just pick up your phone and just go around. You not you know sometimes it has happened to me. You just pick up your phone, you're not you're not even sure what you're doing. But the phone is on and just scrolling up and down, just like you are loitering around. That's an evidence that the mind is not stayed on something. The mind has been left to wonder. What do you do? The Bible says in Joshua 1 this book of the law shall not meditate shall not depart out of your heart but you shall meditate in it day and night meditation that's the tip i want to bring up here meditate on godly things the bible says set your affections on things that are above and not things that are on the earth let us take our minds your mind may want to wander here and there you need to be in touch with your mind. Temptations come to us in microseconds. A snap of your finger, the temptation comes to your mind and you need to deal with it at that point. Nobody knows what is going on. It is between you and God. There is a suggestion to just do that. Press that button. There is a suggestion to just say that words, that angry words, to be offended. But what do you do? Make sure you watch your thoughts and pray always. We must be emptied of ourselves but this is not all that is required for when we have renounced our idols the vacuum must be supplied if the heart is left desolate and the vacuum not supplied it will be in the condition of him whose house was empty swept and garnished that's from matthew 12 verse 44 but without a guest to occupy the evil spirit took unto himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they entered in and dwelt therein and the last state of that man was worse than the first so that's what god wants us to do i just quoted from you shall receive power page 305 so we need to fill up the gap fill up the vacuum there's a promise here and that's that god can help us so i really pray that will take a hold of Christ's strength no matter our condition the bible said that he was slain from the foundation of the world for our sins it doesn't matter what may be our condition whether cultivated or inherited there is power in the most high to deliver us from it i pray as we take to heart these counsels that the victory that is sure in christ will be ours and satan will really really he will come but he will not find anything in us that will resonate with his temptations. May God help us and may this be our experience. In Jesus name. Amen. Let us pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you that today you have woken us up and you have placed before us the loaf of bread freshly baked from heaven to keep us today we are told that the enemy of our soul is roaring like a lion seeking whom he may devour but he's coming with so many alluring temptations dear father you know these things better than we do lord we are praying this morning that as he came to you and there was nothing found in you whereby he can tempt you lord we lift up our hearts everyone who is listening and ourselves who are speaking that you will give us such a state of mind that when he comes to us he will not find anything in us nothing lord please we beg we are so dependent on you you said that with men it is impossible but with god all things are possible so we beg on that power that virtue when he wants to turn our eyes away from heavenly things and from you and from virtue and from purity. From things that are noble, the things that are, that are beautiful. Lord, please help us to resist him as you did and as Joseph did too. Bless our going out and our coming in. Order our footsteps. Help us to be a blessing to those who we shall meet today. Make our ways prosperous in you. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for the victory granted to us in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.